Hi, I'm Yara. And I'm Silver. And welcome to Matcha Monkeys. We're two West Coast gals hoping to connect with our audience to discuss everything matcha, our favorite sneaky snacks, mental health, self-love, and body positivity. Welcome back, matcha babies. Welcome to another lovely mini matcha sode. We are joined here again, as usual, with Miss Amira and myself, Silver. And today we are going to be talking about changing our internal narratives. Mm -hmm. But before we do that, what are you drinking, my love? I am having my usual matcha, but this time it's from the Kuzin Matcha Machine, which mm -hmm. we've posted a video about actually recently on our Instagram that you guys should check out because we put a lot of work into that video. Actually got some very kind comments from people about that video, which is very nice. Yeah. Because um, we tried really hard. We did. Yeah. So, yes, I'm drinking my matcha from the Kuzin Matcha Machine, and I'm very much enjoying it. Mm -hmm. What about you? I actually did the same thing, and I was telling Mira I had a, a friend's Christmas party last night, and we hosted, and last year I made peppermint matchas for everyone, and this year mm -hmm. it was so much faster with our machine, and I just, like, could prepare a bunch of drinks at once, and then the matcha would, like, do its thing on its own, and then I would just pour it in, so that was very yeah. exciting. It was, like... A mm -hmm. It saved me a considerable amount of time. And, like, I'm still yeah. a very, like, traditional matcha girly. Like, I really like the whisking process and everything. But mm -hmm. just for, like, convenience purposes, it was fantastic. So, yeah. Go check yeah. out our reel on Instagram. And show it some love. Because yeah, give us some love. We gonna, tried really hard. We did. Mm -hmm. And we're going to get back into making regular content in the new year. So get ready for that. And go to uh, Matcha Monday's podcast on Instagram and TikTok to enjoy. I've been posting memes on our TikTok. <laughs> so. I have seen them. They're pretty funny. <laughs> Thank They're you. pretty damn good. Thank I you. I like to re repost them on my TikTok. Yes. So. <laughs> I thought they were hilarious. So we're talking about internal narratives today. Um, yes, we are. So do you want to tell us what an internal narrative is? Yes. So we're going to talk about changing our internal narratives. So an internal narrative is basically our internal thought process, our conscious, and what we hear in our heads all the time. So it's kind of like your internal monologue, if you will. It's just mm -hmm. the person who talks to you all the time in your brain that's basically your subconscious. Yeah. Actually, I've never asked you this question before. Do you oh. hear your own voice when you think or do you hear a voice or is it just like a like a non-auditory process that happens in your head? That's interesting. Um, It really depends on the situation. If it's more so like me trying to think through something, mm -hmm. I usually just hear myself as like myself and I yeah. hear my own voice. Yeah. If it's one of those situations where I'm kind of having some sort of like version of anxiety or PTSD, mm -hmm. I hear a voice of somebody who's hurt my feelings in the past so mm -hmm. i like i'll hear their voice mm -hmm. and actually we did an interesting episode um where we hear the voice where we hear the voices where the voices <laughs> where the do voices. you hear the voices 
<laughs> yeah, that's like where you hear that your internal monologue. But yeah. um, yeah, no, I usually hear my own self mm. for the most part, um, unless if I'm having kind of like moments of anxiety or insecurity, then I hear yeah. someone else's voice. Yeah, totally. which so, is so shitty. I hear my own voice. I think it's funny because I narrate a lot when I do things throughout the day, and because I think oh, like, I do that too. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and I think in steps a lot. So in my brain, like if I'm mm. walking down the hall, I'm thinking like okay so i'm gonna push the button i'm going to push i'm go down to like the park gate and then i'm gonna get in the car and then i'm gonna yeah. do this i think about the next steps and mm-hmm. it's just how my brain works and it's very good sometimes and then sometimes it's a huge deficit because i get so like stuck in the steps and like it's something mm-hmm. i'm actually not supposed to do throughout because of my therapy journey but it's so like how my brain is hardwired and it, it is how my brain yeah just works and then I hear myself and what I think mm-hmm. is really funny because I have been vlogging for my YouTube channel I was starting to edit which it crashed and lost everything and I don't even want to talk about it because I'm so oh pissed it, do you still have footage? I have the footage but I was okay. editing it and you know it t- it's like really hard for me to sit down and edit it's all mm-hmm. gone and I don't know why but I don't even oh. want to talk about it i'll figure it out sorry that's like the worst it is the worst i just have to redo it but it's fine but anyways when i was looking through that footage i talk to my child all day long out loud and i didn't even know that and it's so funny because i'll be like oh i'm like oh what are we gonna have for dinner tonight and i'm like oh i have to take out this so it can thaw and then i'm like oh actually no we decide we're having this for dinner tonight and i'm like oh my god i just talk to myself mm-hmm. out loud all day long and apparently it's That's a very funny. normal thing to do but yeah i thought it was hilarious i'm like this is who i am now i'm just constantly talking to my that's hilarious why don't you tell us some of your experiences dealing with what we're going to talk about negative internal narratives so for those who want to know the structure of this episode we're going to talk about internal narratives both negative and positive and why negative ones aren't serving you and how to reframe it to being positive yes I think a lot of people can relate to having a negative internal narrative. And um, unfortunately, because of my mental health challenges, I have like a really, really strong, frequent internal narrative. And what Mira told me to do a long time ago, which always works for me now, is to like separate that narrative from myself. So mine is, we call him No Face from Spirited Away. And so... No face kind of hangs out with me all day long and like I I hear him a lot and it is like my internal narrative I guess and Mm -hmm. how mine works is pretty much I have really bad intrusive thoughts and like I hear that all the time but I won't really get into that just because that's very specific to what I deal with but in general that still is the same process for my negative internal narrative where if something goes wrong or like I will mess something up I just hear like oh you're a failure like how could you do that like you know better like why would you make this mistake like you can't make mistakes blah blah blah. and like it kind of spirals like that and I know a lot of people can relate to that and Mm. it's really hard not to do that and like obviously this is what we're going to talk about of like how to change that for you because it's not beneficial and it doesn't serve a positive purpose but I used to deal with it 
a lot it was a lot harder for me to work through before but now I'm better at it but it would be a lot of like yeah like feelings of inadequacy which is a huge thing that like even Mira and I struggle with so I'm not trying mm-hmm. to speak for you but I know we both oh, no, it's okay. we both do um I severely struggle with imposter syndrome so. yes <laughs> same so it's really hard not to feel that way especially like if you receive criticism and like you haven't mm-hmm. really been taught or you haven't had the experience or the education on how to handle that in a constructive way where you like don't take it personally you can really start like tearing yourself apart and like the internal narrative is just there to like essentially make you feel worse and Mm -hmm. it's not fun to deal with and it's really hard especially if you're like tired or stressed it's really hard to like deal with in a more constructive way and I just feel like as I've gotten older, I've learned like not to take things as personally, but it's really hard not to. So mm-hmm. that's kind of how mine works, I guess. It's just a lot of feeling of inadequacy, a lot of um, just like shitting on myself and like pulling myself apart and blaming myself for things when you just really don't need to do that. So yeah, yeah, that's kind of how mine work. Mm-hmm. What about yours? Oh, mine. Mine's super fun. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I love it. Well, yeah, I just love my internal monologue when it's negative. Um, yeah, a lot of my internal negative narratives definitely stem from imposter syndrome. I was actually having a conversation with Silver a little bit earlier before we recorded, and I was telling her how I wanted to ask somebody about something that I wanted to do in the future, and then I was starting to feel heavy imposter syndrome because I was like, who am I to even ask? Why would I be successful at that? Who do I even think I am? Blah, 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 because that's how my brain works. Despite the fact that I have proven myself wrong so many times and proven myself to be capable so many times. So that's one of the negative internal monologues that I have, and then I also struggle a lot with body image issues which is very fun I have severe body dysmorphia love that for me so <laughs> it is what Queen. it is yep super fun and I'm sure people love to hear that from me because why you know, what do you mean well I just feel like anytime I tell people about it I mean I know you're very understanding but oftentimes like when people see me they're like why would you even feel body dysmorphia like, you're not objectively overweight every person that I've heard of who's commented on my appearance yeah like 99% of it has been positive so yeah. when I take what I've gotten people don't understand why I have well, that's, body image issues that's, like, but that's a perfect example on how like mental health challenges especially like body dysmorphia does not make sense so no it does not yeah and it does not but like yeah so having like negative internal narratives about my body image issues tend to lead to me struggling sometimes with like my confidence sometimes I struggle with loving myself the way I am because I'm like oh like I don't look good enough or I don't feel good enough it's not fun and it definitely leads into like the imposter syndrome because oftentimes I'm comparing myself to people who I'm like oh look they're so successful because again forgive my language but this is how I think I'm like they're very very fit and very skinny and they're very pretty objectively Mm -hmm. according to society very pretty so I'm like who am I to think I could be that successful? Because yeah. look at them. And that's just how my brain is. So that's like a very negative internal narrative that I tend yeah. to deal with. Yeah. And it's like a really unfair expectation to put on yourself or for other people as mm-hmm. well, right? 
So yeah, yeah, it totally makes sense. But it, it's really shitty with all internal <laughs> narratives that we have them because there's a certain standard that we think that we have to meet, especially as women. So mm-hmm. we're always comparing to like, oh, well, if you make a mistake, you're a failure. If you weigh this or you look like this, then you suck and you're a failure. You're not good enough. And it's like, yeah, oh, where does 100%. all of this come from? And it's like, oh, Society. well, society. Fuck, fuck the patriarchy. <laughs> and I do think it's really important. And I'm glad you did bring up like that you struggle with body dysmorphia because and that Yay. <laughs> I know so happy <laughs> so happy for you but I'm glad you brought it up and I'm glad you also said that people might not love that you said that because I think it's really important for everyone just to know that body dysmorphia and mental health challenges and body image issues doesn't make sense it does not discriminate it will affect anyone of any shape mm-hmm. size like it doesn't oh yeah 100 percent because of that other people don't get to make you feel bad or tell you how you get to feel so like if you are in a situation where yeah you hear like a fitness influencer who's like I really struggle with my body image or like my how I look and I don't like Mm -hmm. this or whatever and you're like but you don't get to say that because I look like this and you like this that's not fair at all if you want to be a supportive empathetic person you should never tell anyone how they get to feel about themselves or about their body. But the only other mm. thing that I just want to share in general is that fat, like the word fat is not a bad word. My sister and I have been way better about understanding that being like, oh, I look really fat. It doesn't mean a bad thing because fat is not a bad word. Fat doesn't mean you're ugly. Fat doesn't mean you're not beautiful. Fat doesn't mean that your value is any less than. So I literally will say, oh yeah, that girl, she's pretty fat. (laughs) Or like she looks really fat in that or whatever. And it's not a bad thing. And I hate that when you're like, oh, she's so skinny. Like that's a celebrated thing. And I think it's really shocking. I think when especially if my sister and I are talking around my mom just because like she's not used to it and like she's comfortable with us so she would say this but if we're like oh yeah like that girl who's like fat or that fat girl or whatever my mom's like oh my god like don't say that or whatever we're like I know it sounds so shocking but we purposely will point out like oh yeah she's like a little bit chubbier or whatever because those aren't bad things to describe a person as like that is just their body and I think it's really unfortunate that those terms and words have been weaponized but like being skinny or fit is like a celebrated term so mm. that's just something people might want to think about because I think when you say the word fat, people are like, <gasps> and I'm like, no, yeah, yeah. it's cute to be fat. Like fat is beautiful. And I love, I love fat women. Like I love how fat women look and I love roles. <laughs> so I'm like, it's not a bad thing. I think it's a completely beautiful, sexy thing. And I also think skinny women are also beautiful and sexy as well. So all bodies are beautiful and I hope one day we can get there. But if you struggle with body dysmorphia and it's totally, completely valid and okay. And I hope that one day that you're able to see how beautiful you really are. But I understand that sometimes you just can't. So that was our little tidbit on body dysmorphia. Yeah. <laughs> now why don't we talk about why we should change our internal <laughs> yeah. narrative if it's negative? <laughs> yes. 
one of those things is to build self-confidence and self-esteem and no one is going to love you more than you love yourself and unfortunately that is very true like you could mm-hmm. have the most loving and sweet partner and maybe yeah like they, they help you get to that point of like learning to love yourself i have heard many stories of where someone says yeah i had really bad self-esteem and i met so and so and they really helped me to see who I am like sure that's great I'm very happy for you but still at the end of the day no one is going to love you more than yourself because you're just capable of seeing every little thing about yourself I don't think any other person on the planet is going to know more about you than you know about yourself so how could Mm -hmm. anyone love you more than you love yourself yeah one of the things is just learning how to accept yourself and just building self-love and confidence and self-esteem and I feel like that's what I'm doing right now is just trying to conquer all my negative imposter syndrome thoughts by trying to just show myself no these actually these are things that aren't true proving to myself with visual statistics CBT yeah CBT Mm -hmm. like basically which is on our list here just showing yourself why these negative thoughts aren't true and I do like the chart method I've told many people to do the chart method which what I'm thinking why I'm thinking it and then why it's not true and the proof that it's not true and you make mm-hmm. those four columns, you write it down, it really does help. I have a mentor and he tells me that to build my self-confidence, I have to keep trying things that I think I can't do and proving to myself at the end of the day that I can do them. Yeah. It definitely does help. I think my trajectory in life, the fact that I always joke that I beat the odds all the time. Whenever you I did. do beat the odds, yeah. I'm like, oh, well, here we go. Look, here's proof yeah. that my insecurities aren't real truth. Mm-hmm. Like, it's real that I believe them, but it's not my reality, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, totally. So that's one of my tips. Another tip is just if you try to stop caring about what other people think about you, which I find very, very hard. I do care a lot about Mm -hmm. what others think of me, even though I don't want to. It's so hard not Um, to. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I really, really care. Like, when somebody says anything negative remotely about me, I'm like, is that the real truth? Like, is my truth false? Is your idea of what's true what's reality and oftentimes when people say something negative to you it just means they're jealous or they're insecure or they're going through something and you're just the outlet that they found or you're just the easy target you're the punching bag and that's why I really try not to let anybody's like negative opinions affect me unless it's somebody I really truly respect Mm -hmm. and I know they're saying it objectively but it's not in an antagonizing or combative way it's just constructive criticism then I would probably consider that a lot more than Mm -hmm. someone just out of the blue being oh my god what are you wearing that's so stupid Mm -hmm. you like k-pop what's wrong with you (laughs) well i don't know if you've seen this and i was laughing because i saw it's come up on my tiktok a few times about children now like as adults that were raised to think that everyone was just jealous of them and that was something their parents would like instill in them where they would like come home from school and be like oh my god this girl was really mean to me today and she said she didn't like my dress or whatever and then the parents would be like oh she's just jealous of you instead of ruminating with that and like playing into it or like also Mm -hmm. making you feel like shit about your dress like just being like oh she's jealous of you and I think that's so funny because that's something I do to my friends and I know Mira you can attest to that like if people are like oh someone's being mean to me or whatever I'm just like oh it's so clear to me that they're just jealous of you and how you say to me all the time and I'm like that's not true there's no way (laughs) but what I think is funny is because of these TikToks and like it seems to be like this trend thing that at least is coming up on my TikTok that as Mm -hmm. adults you don't take things personally because your brain immediately jumps to oh they're just jealous of me and then you don't need to think of it you don't need to ruminate 
ruminate on it. You don't need to ponder why. You're just like, yeah, oh, just well. Just flex on them hoes. Yeah, like, they're just jealous of me. And it doesn't even matter <laughs> if they're not. Like, if they're just straight up, like, whatever. Instead of taking it so personally, and like Mira said, like, if it is a constructive feedback, like, it's very different. And, like, if you fucked up something at work and you're like, oh, why don't you try this instead of this? Like, that is, they're not jealous of you in that situation. But if but, you immediately just jumped, like, someone, yeah, being a shithead to you and you just jumped to, like, yeah. oh, they're just jealous of me. How much easier is that? Than, oh, it's so easy. Or yeah. you just be like, oh, they're having a bad day and they just view yeah. me as an easy target. And oftentimes, really nice people are viewed as easy targets. Yes find that people who have a lot of trauma that they haven't dealt with they find us to be very easy targets because mm-hmm. they just are like oh we can just say whatever to them because look at them they're so nice and they don't say shitty and mean things so why mm-hmm. don't i just shit on them because it's easy like what are they gonna do and then we bite but, back or we're just like wow you're pathetic and then we move on you know yes <laughs> yes so i would rec- i feel like those are my biggest tips Mm -hmm. i would i also said i wrote inner peace i think it's funny but it's true Mm -hmm. i think finding peace within yourself you know remember we're all just little specks of dust on a floating rock in the middle of outer space like how much is all of this going to matter it's true and i have to remind myself that a lot sometimes i really get in my head about things you know spiral and get very negative and i'm like oh my god what if this doesn't work out what if i try this and i fail i'm gonna look so stupid publicly and i'm like you know what i always say this and i know it sounds really depressing but it's true that we're all gonna leave this earth at some point not me and like why not okay not you <laughs> why not leave the earth knowing that you've tried every single thing you've wanted whether yeah. you succeed or fail and you know what i keep telling myself this because i'm delusional but maybe failure really isn't reality it's more so when you choose to give up yes it is about it right yeah well it's the thing like nobody dies regretting trying everyone says like oh i wish i had done this i wish yeah. i had tried yeah. that and yeah mira's right it's only failure when you give up so mm-hmm. tell us some examples of changing our internal narrative from the negative to the positive please Ooh, but of course so one way that we can look at this and again i don't think we said this at the beginning but we are pulling resources from lifehack.org and it's called changing your narrative if you want to see the article and then we're also pulling from a post from helen marie and it's periods between each thing anyway we'll we'll quote them (laughs) letters the things yes um (laughs) i was like (laughs) the thing (laughs) so one way of uh, changing the narrative is if you say like oh i'm feeling really stuck it's i get to make a choice or i'm a failure it's okay to make mistakes i can't i can try i'm broken i'm human and i don't need fixing and then i'm unlovable i am full of love i have so much love to give and i am deserving of love do you want to do the rest Yeah, I'll do the rest. The other ones are, for example, you could say, I hate my body to my body is my home, my temple. And you do what you can to take care of it. If you really aren't happy with the way you look and it's for health reasons, there are ways to go about that. Talk to somebody who's a professional. And and do it with support and with love. Oh, yes, that too. Um, (laughs) I'm so funny. I wrote, I'm exhausted. I know, we all? (laughs) yes um yeah so if you're having some thoughts that are saying i'm so exhausted i'm so tired of life blah 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 you could go you know what i've done a lot i need some rest and then honor that you deserve rest Mm -hmm. um here's another one i'm alone 
well, you could tell yourself, yes, I'm alone, but I have myself. And then you can also identify things that are supports in your life. It doesn't necessarily have to be a person, but it could be like a pet. Sometimes people have a podcast. The podcast, you have us. I also feel like when you have a lot of these like I'm alone thoughts, try to differentiate between are you just feeling alone? Are you feeling lonely? Because that's really important. And if you Mm -hmm. are feeling lonely, then that's something you might need to identify and find ways to be okay with being alone. And Mm -hmm. or if you're lonely, finding ways to deal with the feelings of feeling lonely. Yeah. But always tell yourself you have yourself because who is more fun to hang out with than yourself? You know yourself best. You know what you love to do. So just hang out with yourself. And if anything, flick the bean. That always cheers people up. Perfect. Give it a flick. And then the last one, <laughs> last thought, I'm sad. You can just tell yourself instead of saying, okay, I'm sad. You can ask yourself, well, what do I need? Because yeah. I think a lot of times we neglect ourselves. And especially if you grow up in an environment where you didn't have parents asking you, what do you need? Mm-hmm. What can I do to help you? As many of us, I'm sure, have grown up that way. Yeah. Be your own parent. Fulfill what your inner child needs. Like, ask yourself, what do I need? Like, there are times when I'm feeling a type of way and I'm like, oh, like, I'm really sad or like, oh, like, I just really want something to cheer me up. And sometimes, like, I'm very simple. Sometimes all I need is maybe a hug or maybe mm-hmm. I just need ice cream. It's yeah. a simple thing. Those things do make a big difference now. So sometimes I just, like, go to my grandparents. So I'm like, can I just have a hug? And I yeah. feel like 10 times better after something like that. Or I'm yeah. like, you know what? I want some ice cream. And I was never given ice cream when I was a kid when I was sad so I'm gonna go get it now yeah and it's the little things that really satisfy your inner child so I would just try to reframe your thinking it's hard I would honestly write these down maybe if you need a frame of reference yeah what I really like a way that I'm going to raise my child is and there's this really good um I can't remember her name but basically she makes these like charts and it's like for your Mm. calming corner and on the charts it's like identify the feeling like I'm feeling sad and then the next one is what do I need to help me feel better and it can be like I need to raise my hands above my head and like do jazz hands all these like different ways of calming your nervous system and identifying your feelings and like I know that that this wasn't like super common um even like when Mira and I were growing up and everything but I feel like Mm. nowadays like we are teaching our kids at least hopefully and I will teach my kid this way that it's okay if I pop a child out you'll all be the first to know <laughs> yes my hope for her and for our future children of the world is that we're able to identify how we're feeling and instead of going right to something that's self-deprecating to be able to say I just am in need of something and being able to identify what that is so mm-hmm. I think we can all use a calming corner, but yeah, changing your internal narrative is a huge first step in being more empathetic and kind to ourselves. And I find that the more you practice, because it's not easy, but the more you practice, the easier it gets and the more immediate it feels to actually follow this path instead of the negative, intrusive self-talk and thoughts. Mm -hmm. So give it a go. We hope that you could feel like you know we're here with you and we understand and if you're going through um, a negative internal narrative we totally more than understand and we're here with you to get through it and we hope these tips were helpful yes we truly do yes and if you want to hang out with us and catch up with us where can you find us you can find us 
on pretty much any social media platform you can think of. You can find us at Match Monday's Podcast on Instagram, TikTok, Patreon, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and you can find Silver. If you want to just hang out with her and her aesthetic life, you can follow her at Matcha Silver on Instagram and TikTok. Her YouTube channel is coming out. I don't know when, but it's coming. Neither do I. <laughs> but it's going um, to happen. It's it's going. And for me, you can find me at Misa.Mira, M-I-I-S-A dot M-I-I-R-A on Instagram and TikTok. And with all that being said, have a great Matcha Monday. Much Mondays. Bye. Bye, bitch. Thank you.